Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives Season 5, Episode 6, Confronting Failure. Christine is disappointed that she failed her real estate exam last time, so she is going to be taking it again this episode. And she feels like she doesn't need another failure. Failing the exam was one of many failures in her life, she feels. Now, passing the exam and getting her license is Christine's personal goal, and it's something that she wants to personally achieve. The Browns are headed back to the properties today as well, and they're going to be breaking ground, and all of the kids are going with them so that the parents can show them that this is really happening. Robin adds that it's been a long time since she has felt like some place is her permanent home, and she felt it now, and she says now she and her kids can put down roots And Robin hopes this is it, that the roots are permanent, that they're not going to move again. Cody's hoping that this is a huge turning of a leaf. He says they've struggled very much with the move to Vegas, and the kids struggled a lot. The kids didn't want to go. When they got to Vegas, they struggled to even live in Vegas. And the show flashes back to the scene where Cody tells the family, the kids, that they found these properties and the kids doubt the adults. They doubt Cody because, of course, Cody said it was in the bag before with the properties and it fell through. And so it raised the kids' expectations only to let them down and leave the kids with less trust in their dad and their parents in general. So now, finally, the kids can see it is real. They will have four homes next to each other in the cul-de-sac And the whole family will be steps away from each other when this is done and the homes are built. Cody feels having the kids believe and buy into that this is real, that it's significant. It's a deep sense of security. And Cody points out that is all the children and the wives really want, that deep sense of security. That's what he said. But let's remember, in later seasons, during the Rona, when the whole world felt insecure, during this worldwide pandemic, the whole world was scared. Cody did all he could to be absent as a husband and father and to make his kids and wives feel less secure and less assured. And he used that uncertain time to demand patriarchy, to demand obedience, to demand control, where he knows his kids and his wives really need that deep sense of security, of course, when they are fearing this pandemic. But when they needed Cody's support and reassurance and that deep sense of security the most from Cody, Cody created unreachable hoops to jump through, shifting goalposts as an excuse to be absent as a husband and a father. I believe Cody intentionally distanced himself so that he could live monogamously with his favorite wife. And of course, we all know Cody labeled his family, his wives and his kids, the obstacles to his goals in life. But here in season five, Cody knows all the kids and wives want, all they need is a deep sense of security. The older kids are trying to have hope about these homes in the cul-de-sac. And Aspen thinks living in the cul-de-sac all next to each other will be a similar experience to what the family had in Lehigh when they all lived in separate sections of one house. Mary thinks the teenagers are finally convinced now that this is really happening. 
Aspen thinks it will be good to see the younger kids all grow up together the way they did as siblings. That sense of togetherness, that sense of being one family is lost now with the family being in the four separate homes. And the kids don't get to interact on a daily basis. They don't get to feel like they are siblings growing up together, being raised together. They don't get that same experience that the older kids got. Cody does a family toast on the property. He toasts to finally being together in homes right next to each other and to being able to function as a family again. And he thanks God. Cody can thank God in his toast. He can thank God in words. But Cody has definitely shown how ungrateful he is for his family in later seasons. All the gratitude, right? Let's remember Cody's level of gratitude. Every time Christine's sacrifice of being the caregiver was mentioned, did Cody have gratitude? Cody diminished it. And he always brings up his sacrifice, how much he had to sacrifice, how much he had to sacrifice to love Christine, his sacrifices for the family. Cody wants all the glory, never truly appreciating what his wives did to sacrifice for him, never truly being grateful, never appreciating his whole family. Cody is so grateful, in fact, in later seasons that he refers to his family as his obstacles to his goals in life, not his blessing, his obstacle. And, you know, you get back what you put out. So how much of Cody's negative attitude and resentment towards his family contributed to its destruction? If Cody was really thankful and appreciative, one would think he would treat his family differently and think of them differently and perceive them differently. But here he wants the sentimental Kodak moments. He's doing the family toast. He's thanking God. Cody explains that there is a lot of work to do from the time they finalize the contract to purchase the homes till the time they actually get to purchase the homes. Now, Mary explains that they could go through this whole process of picking everything out, customizing options, getting excited, and something could actually happen and they could lose it all. It's still not guaranteed. Next, we learn a little more about McKelty. McKelty is very into fashion design. And at this point, she's a teenager and it is her dream to become a fashion designer. She wants to become a world-class fashion designer. And Christine really supports that McKelty has a dream. And she really feels anytime one of her teenagers focuses on something, you really want to hone in on it. So Christine is really encouraging her daughter. So they're going to go meet a fashion designer today with Cody. Christine really wanted McKelty to see the nuts and bolts of everything in that industry to make sure that she wanted to really pursue this as a career. So McKelty really wanted to go see a designer. She wanted to see how someone with an idea actually made it possible, how the idea comes to fruition. Now, the designer has McKelty help her get a model ready to do a photo shoot. The model was getting into this god-awful dress made of cellophane, and she had a bra on and a slip. Nothing really was showing that was too revealing, but Cody wants to look like he's a gentleman, like he's a class act, like he's this modest guy. This guy has never obviously been to a beach in France or a beach in Europe. He says when he saw the model, he high-tailed it out of there. He says he has no business seeing someone he isn't married to in that way. Christine explains that Cody left because he is such a gentleman. 
And Robin adds that their religious beliefs don't allow for the man to look at another woman's naked body. She wasn't naked. She had a bra and a slip on. You really couldn't see anything. Robin says, who would know? No one would know if Cody snuck a peek. But Cody chooses in his personality to be a gentleman, to be the kind of guy who turns his eyes away, who averts his eyes when someone disrobes in front of him. Yes, Cody is so godly and so modest and so good. But let's remember, Cody was dating a 17-year-old girl and he had to wait for her to turn 18 to get engaged to her and to marry her when he was already in his 20s. But Cody is such a gentleman. Now, Cody says his kids like to harass him about his modesty demands of them. They love to harass him. They poke fun at it. But Cody feels he's a stand-up guy. McKelty explains her view on her parents' modesty. McKelty says some of her clothes aren't as modest as her parents would like. They're not up to their religious standards. But she points out she doesn't think it's unfair that her parents impose their religious beliefs on her. She feels it's their beliefs and the way they grew up and it's how they want to raise her. So McKelty really doesn't think them imposing their modesty standards on her is unfair. McKelty loved meeting with the designer. She liked being backstage and seeing what goes on and she really loves fashion. And Cody likes that McKelty looks forward to something. She looks forward to fashion and she feels rewarded with it. It's a passion of hers. Next, Christine tackles her real estate exam. Christine failed her practice exam by four points and it's two points less than what she got last time when she took the test when she failed. So Christine is really nervous to retake the test and she really doesn't want to fail again. She has studied a lot to try to ensure that she passes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we learn that Isabel came home from school and she asked her mom about the practice test, about how she did. So Christine told Isabel that she failed and Isabel was almost in tears. And she told her mom that meant that she would just be studying again and ignoring her. These moms in these plural marriage situations really have to live like single moms. And the dad is only coming around once every few days on their night if they are being fair. So there really is no second parent to fill in or pick up the slack if the mom falls ill, if there is a project that demands her attention. The only wife Cody would really invest more in or make an extra effort for or babysit for was really Robin. Robin had a nanny. And Cody even brought Robin's kids and imposed them on Christine and her kids 
when it was his day with them on their limited family time with him. Imagine what would happen if Christine had asked Cody to spend more time with her kids just until she was done studying and taking this test. Cody would have told her when pigs fly, that's more than any other wife gets, yet he's willing to babysit Robin's kids and take them to impose on Christine's day with her kids when Robin herself has a nanny. I'm sure Christine's response, if she asked for help from Cody, if she asked for additional support, would have been when pigs fly. I doubt he cares that maybe Isabel might need more attention or that Christine is really stressed at this point with all of her kids and truly in her terrible twos as she is absolutely doing her best to parent, to run her home, and to study. This woman had her plate completely full and she did not quit. And she was willing to crack open that real estate book and to try again and I think that's amazing especially when we compare that with Cody, who said he was getting his real estate license in a month, if not sooner, because of all the opportunities that abound. Yet Cody took one look at the real estate book and he said, fuck no, I'm not doing it. He was intimidated. He didn't even try to crack that book open. Christine is trying a second time. Christine has all this on her plate and she is trying. And we don't even see Cody or any of her sister wives for that matter, there to lend a helping hand or offer some relief for her. Christine explains that they moved their whole family to Vegas with all of these promises, with promises of staying together. And they flash back to Cody telling his family that they had to move to Vegas. He said it was to keep the family together, but they're really not together in Vegas. Christine says, obviously, that hasn't happened. They're still in the four separate homes. They're still separated. And the kids hate it. And Christine says her relationship now in Vegas with her sister wives is dwindling. It's definitely not as strong as it used to be. Christine feels qualifying for the mortgages was a huge step of success. And then everything else is falling apart. And she feels like it's nice to have a foundation to stand on for success. And she really just needs another success right now. Over at Robbins, she announces that they are launching My Sister Wives Closet online today. As Christine feels everything is falling apart around her, Robin is all smiles. And Robin explains that My Sister Wives Closet is their business venture and they're doing an online boutique with jewelry. So Cody, Janelle, Mary, and Christine are at Robin's house with Robin to launch the site. Their web designer is there too to launch this website. So Mary explains that they decided to go with My Sister Wife's Closet as a family business because the startup costs for the business were significantly lower than the other things that they considered. Janelle says she still has the dream. It's still a dream of hers to open the gym, but it was a huge investment just to get started, and my sister wife's closet was just a fraction of the startup costs of what they anticipated they would need for the gym. Goblin is nervous. Christine worries, what if no one buys anything? Mary is nervous. There is a lot of traffic when they launch the site, but no one is buying anything. So Robin complains that people were just looking, they weren't buying. And she feels like they had this humongous audience just staring at them as they were standing there naked. 
Cody looks worried. He complains nobody is ordering anything as time ticks by and there are still no purchases. Mary apparently expected that their fans would gobble up everything. She expected that people would be purchasing things really fast the second the site launched. And Cody explains the emotional setback is one thing, but the financial setback, if this flops, is terrible. I wonder how much money they lost on my sister wife's closet. The designs were ugly, they were clunky, and the jewelry was way overpriced for what it was, sterling silver or not. Mary reads a review of a potential customer who's browsing the site. She complains that everything is way overpriced. It's insanely expensive. And she asks, what about real moms wanting to buy without mortgaging their homes? Did Robin and Cody even consult Janelle on who their audience is, the demographics, the income levels, the different price points of similar jewelry? I think these guys way overestimated their star power, thinking people would gobble this junk up. If they maybe did a little research, it would have gone better. Cody thinks their pieces are iconic, they're different, they're unique pieces, and they aren't cheap. Mary says it's not discount jewelry. And Robin explains, well, it's sterling silver. Cody complains that they did less than they thought they would do, but he says all in all, they got 28 orders on the first day, and he says they have kids they have to send off to college, they have homes to pay for, and Janelle says they have big hopes for this business, and they really don't know how it's going to go. Mary, of course, is trying to be positive for Robin's sake, and she says she intends for the business to grow, and she hopes this business makes some money because they need lots of money to be able to buy these four homes. Cody explains the pressure. He explains it's not just one home they need. It's a challenge. It's four homes. Without getting all four homes together, the whole thing doesn't work. Christine feels like they failed. She looks at her family now, how they're all isolated from each other, and she feels they failed. And she isn't saying that it's permanent, but she says it feels like they're just living their separate lives and they don't need each other anymore. Christine goes on that she wanted these ladies to help her raise her kids, and she feels like she is now raising her kids on her own, and she even feels she is failing at that. Christine goes to take her real estate exam, and Cody watches the kids. Cody and the other wives are going to take the whole family to the park to hang out, and Christine is going to meet them there, and she's going to give the whole family her results. If she passes, if she fails... Cody explains to Mary, they're sitting there gossiping at the park, that Christine had low energy on the phone, so he is assuming he thinks Christine failed. Robin has a similar attitude. Robin points out that Christine is going to be so blue if she didn't pass again. If they care so much about Christine passing and about Christine achieving this and feeling good about herself, why didn't any of these adults in the family help Christine with her kids so that she could study without interruptions for an hour or two. Christine earlier in the episode was saying the most uninterrupted time she got while studying was 15-minute periods here and there. Janelle points out that Christine has prepared for a test before and she's not done well, 
but she really prepared this time. So Janelle doesn't know if Christine will pass, but she isn't going to call it a failure. She's not going to call it until she hears it from Christine. So we have Mary, Cody, and Robin sitting in the corner, clucking like hens, assuming that Christine probably failed. And Janelle has some hope. Janelle actually has faith in Christine as Cody and Mary and Robin assume that Christine probably failed before Christine has even gotten her test results. Janelle points out that last time Christine only missed passing the test by two or three percent. Cody points out that at least Christine is studying from a better book now. Robin, all doom and gloom, points out that Christine said She took the practice test and she failed that. So Robin is nervous. Robin is banking on Christine failing. Christine arrives as everyone debates if Christine is capable of passing this test. And guess what? Christine passed. She passed her test. She passed both tests. And Christine envisions selling a house and getting a huge commission check And she pictures telling everyone in the family about selling her first home and getting her first check, asking, well, what debt in the family do we need to eliminate? So right away, Christine is thinking about the family and the family's financial needs. And she wants to give her first check to the family, eliminating the most pressing debts in the family. Christine's main goal is to contribute financially, not to herself and her family, but to the family, the larger family. As Christine was studying for her exam, she thought back to when they were in Utah and the life they had there and how they were all together there and they would help each other out. Because she says here in Vegas, when she was studying, she was by herself. She was alone and her kids had to pick up the slack. Her studying created this void in her children's lives and her kids had to fill that void themselves. She didn't have Cody or any of her other sister wives to help and she feels like they are failing as a family right now because they haven't gotten together a lot and they aren't each other's support system right now when they are living in these four separate homes all separated. And Christine finds it frightening. She finds it absolutely terrible. Mary says she wouldn't call the family a failure as long as they just continue to work on it. And she says as long as they don't give up working towards the things they want, then she doesn't see it like the family is a failure. Can the wives work with a husband who sees them and the kids as obstacles to what he wants in life, as obstacles to his goals in life? I don't think so. Christine called it. She knew the family was failing completely. She knew what was happening when they moved to Vegas. And I don't think she was anywhere near being ready or equipped to leave at this point in her life when they first moved to Vegas. But I think Christine knew that the family wasn't going to ever be what it once was. And I think it's interesting that even after leaving Cody, Janelle and Christine and their kids are what is left of the original support system in the family and they hold strong and they are still the nucleus. Christine says passing her exam was so important to ensure so that they can be in these houses and so that they won't ever be separate again. Christine says she can't have it. She can't go through the family being separated again. And she says she wanted sister wives more than a husband and she needed the support. And that's why she chose this life. That's why she chose polygamy. 
And she really didn't want to raise her kids by herself. And she doesn't want to raise her kids by herself again. She says it's been two years of her raising kids by herself and she doesn't reach out and ask them for help. And they also don't reach out for help from her either. And Christine points out that is not what she signed up for as Cody drops his head defeatedly staring into his lap not liking the truth coming out of Christine's mouth. Next time on Sister Wives, Season 5, Episode 7, Polygamous Pilgrimage into the Past, the Browns head to Nauvoo, Illinois. Cody explains that so much of their church history revolves around Nauvoo, Illinois, and it's where they get their origins for plural marriage. And Cody has a meltdown. That is going to be an interesting episode. That does it for this episode. Thanks for watching. I'll see you soon. Bye.